0: Welcome all to another iteration of the After Dark segment of the Good Anime Palette podcast. This is After Dark number seven, the first After Dark of 2022. I am your co-host Jason, and I am joined as always, as usual, with romantic Will over here.
1: I'm feeling that the elaborate, eloquent openings for ADs for yourself is a little more fleshed out than the usual uh, regular episodes, because usually it's like... Hello, everybody. This is uh, episode blah, blah, blah of the... Now it's more like, hey, guys, we got some good shit for you today. Got Will, got
0: Jason in the house. What's, how's it going, everybody? Well, you see here, when it comes to formality, the EPs, the episodes, numbered episodes, are, you know, like real talk. Not saying that our ADs are not real talk, but ADs, you know, they're after Dark. They're after the numbered episodes. So. I have also
1: feel that like because of the topic we're talking about today this is a little bit more um when we close at heart for you so therefore you're going to be a little more
0: passionate a little bit more sight to do today's uh ad episode episode seven but f- forget all that for the time being because guys um even though we're recording this early happy valentine's day everyone yep happy valentine's day uh
1: this goes out to all the singles and all the the couples and everything in between or however many there is in your relationship will question you. As long as it's consensual and everyone is on the same
0: page. We Bro, have... he, he
1: got a harem going on, boy or girl? Hey, congratulations. You've achieved
0: the ultimate weed dream. So, because it is Valentine's Day. In fact, I think this comes out the day after Valentine's Day.
1: Which means that chocolates are going to be on discount.
0: Yes. We will have to, have to, do our due diligence and go into the realm of love. But not the shoujo romance genre, but maybe what would be an ongoing multi-part series of the Good Anime Palette After Dark series, which is what we deemed Rose Rumble. This is part one, also known as Best Girl slash Waifu War part one. Yep,
1: Uh, this is going to be a very bloody affair. I think that's, uh, specifically to start off today's topic, and as, hopefully as the beginning of a long-running series that we'll be doing, we're going to be talking about some very, very, very interesting subsets of data types. Now, if you've listened to our dare episode, episode number five, seven. Five, seven, seven, episode seven, where we went over the four main dairy archetypes, Zenderes, Kuderes. Danderes, and of course, Yanderes. We're going to be focusing on
0: two specific dairy types. Now, to give a kind of context, Will and I always wanted to do kind of like a waifu war slash best girl kind of after dark list. So we're going to do that. But we don't want to just rank our top 10 best girls slash waifu and then just call it a day because we thought it's not that interesting, even though there is merit in that so we had to also limit and restrict because there's so many choices, so many right choices, so many good choices out there. So, I retraced our steps back to our data episode and then I remembered that my favorite data type is a kudre, Will's favorite type is a yandere, so we thought instead of doing our own favorite data type, we should do each other's. Right? That's pretty
1: much the way we're going to go. So if you haven't heard from before, now, of course, we all have our favorite cindere's, coutere's, dandere's, and yandere's, but when it comes to the specific dairy types that Jason or I affiliate with the most, uh supposed to say, coutere's reign supreme for you. That's correct. And for me, I not to say that I love them the most, but they're definitely the most interesting, and at times I vouch for them the most because I'm a crazy fucking edge lord
0: fucking uh yeah it, it's it's got to be yandere's for me so will has his list of the top 10 kudere's and i have my top 10 list of yandere's now i think will do you have a cross reference list or a prediction list as i well? do have
1: i think like the reason why we have this is well, is because of the fact that just because there are these four main dairy types does not mean that Jason's coups are my coups. And just because of that doesn't mean that my yans are his yans.
0: I like it that you shorten it like that. Right. So the way it's going to work is we have decided that we will do the top 10 coup de race first. So we would go through Will's list. And then at the end, um, you might hear a bit about my picks or differences with Will's list, but, usually it won't be like another top 10 list. It will just be a rather brief thing. Then after the break, we would do the opposite, or not really opposite, but we do the other side, which is my top 10 yandere picks, and then Will's kind of cross-reference slash his predictions on what my picks will be. We don't have a bet this time around because I think it is not really that fair in terms of for Will, and I think that, like, we're here and cause enough bloodshed and thorns will be plucked out of us. We wounds would need to be healed after this, anyways. So why not just be civil about the bet? There's gonna be a lot
1: of chaos with it, and because of that, I think another thing that we will stipulate. I mean, it's up to uh, each individual on how they want to do their lists, but you don't. We don't necessarily have to go over our choices. In numeric order, we're not ranking
0: them. Of course, if you do rank them, that's completely fine as well. So, for context, I ranked my yandere's at least, roughly speaking, and at least I know which order to to say them. But they're not necessarily like ten is better than nine, but not but ten is, but I'm sorry, one is better than ten. But I would say. Uh, it's about context as well. It's about context, right. So think of it as tiers, basically.
1: I also, I also have, like, it's kind of like a soft ranking. Like, I'll probably be talking about um, the more significant ones uh, at the latter part of this discussion. But, uh, look, it's, you know, the holds barred, gloves are off. We're going to go straight into a war between the best waifus and best girls within our specific Dere archetypes.
0: And this might be, an on, hopefully, maybe an ongoing series or a one-off. We haven't decided yet, but... Will, oh, enough, enough when about... I, when I eventually have to do my top 10 dandres? I'm going to struggle for that uh, one. Me too. So, Will, enough about the foreplay. What exactly is a waifu for those uninitiated?
1: So, I mean, if you haven't figured in terms of what the word waifu means, at least when it comes to the sound of the word waifu, you can at least kind of guess that it is, um, you know, meaning wife, right? So it's trying to fix... Like, like, Consider a fictional female character, whether it's in any sort of like manga or anime, it could even be a video game. Or it could it could be live action. Um I mean within the purposes of this, we're only gonna be talking about anime and manga. We're not gonna go into live action. Um
0: or video games. I don't think we're either of us have a video game pick. I mean, there might be based off of a video game, Maybe. but at the very least, like I mean, visual novels, for example, is considered a video game, but you know. Yeah, so essentially it's a female character, and we, it is in, in this context
1: female because we're saying waifu. We will explain an answer later on, but for the purpose of talking about waifus, it's a female character in an anime or a manga that you're attracted to, and if in IRL, you would consider them to be a significant partner of sorts. Um, so it's essentially like you know we've mentioned, wife, waifu,
0: it's a borrowing of the English word itself. But it is quite interesting to know where it came from. And of course, when it comes to slang terms, having a very definitive pinpoint time of when it was coined is really hard. But when I was scouring the internet for answers, the 2002 anime Azumanga Daioh, which is based off of a four-coma manga... uh, Yeah, I really like, really, really, really like the anime. I even own the DVD of it, so... That tells you how far back it is, 2002. So in this, uh, you know, anime, a teacher was asked who the a woman is in his photo. And the teacher replied, my wife, in English. But it was transcribed as my waifu due to the Japanese pronunciations of English words and the translation practices in the time. And uh, I guess that kind of caught on. It's also interesting to note that people usually in Japan don't really say waifu. It's more of a Western or outside of Japan kind of coined term for anime and manga and all that sort. The opposite of waifus is husbandos. So there you go, buddy. It's waifus, husbandos.
1: Men are also included in this as well. Everyone deserves some husbando and waifu love.
0: Now, similarly with, I guess, yaoi and the yuri genre of you know, that type of anime and manga and properties. People have now attributed uh, those terms to be within the spectrum of what they call boy love and girl love. Similarly with waifu, the term, even though it still exists and people use it very frequently, a new term has kind of emerged called best girl. And I think given sort of the way that modern society now operates and considers how they want to label things— best girl and waifu even though could be interchangeable actually has some i would say important differences
1: yeah i think like best girl itself is kind of what came out of like western categorization right when we talk about for example like awards like best actor best actress best supporting actress lead, or best best supporting male actor actor and all that so again i don't think that best girl or best boy as the antonym, uh, really exists within Japanese culture, it's very much a uh, a Western weeb kind of um, thing that derived from
0: you know old school anime and manga. I think also another thing to consider is there are certain characters that you people really are have an affinity with, but let's just say that these characters, their um, biological age in terms of their canon. Is quite questionable, such that if you were to say this particular girl or this particular boy is your waifu or haspando. Uh, it
1: could raise some eyebrows. Yeah.
0: Uh, the People might be knocking on your door and uh, you might be, I don't Questioned know. Questioned by the FBI. Right. Yeah. So that's why in
1: certain cases you may have a best girl. You may also have a
0: waifu and they're both completely different characters. I think also another thing to consider is when it comes to the differentiation between best girl and waifu, uh, I would say that there's always a best girl in any series. But I would not consider those candidates, all of them are waifus. Because within a certain series, you might be like, she's the one I vibe with the most. Or he's the one I vibe with the most. But she or he doesn't go into that like significant other warship category that the waifu and husbandos are known for
1: yeah it's like the love that you have for a certain character can be the more appreciative way in which you would say best boy best girl or the more sort of like fondness attractiveness um spectrum which may then be like a waifu or husbando for you so we just wanted to clear that out just in case anybody was wondering well like isn't the best girl a waifu and vice versa and then on the other side you know husbando and best boy like there is a difference. Some may not believe there's an in- a difference. For us, we just want to at least show that distinction between the two so that when we explain certain characters, it's easier to understand the context behind why we chose them for that specific uh, type or even specific
0: waifu slash best girl, whatever it may be. So uh, Will mentioned earlier that when we talked about data types, it was episode seven of the Good Anime Palette podcast. but it's to Almost give... a whole damn year ago. Yeah, I know. It's uh, Time flies by. So this time around, Will is doing his top ten couderes, and I'm doing my top ten yandres. But maybe you haven't listened to episode seven. You should. It's great. I love it, and we had a great time recording it. But you may not know what it is, and you're you don't want to Google it, which is fine. So, Will, what is couderes oh, and wow. what is yandres? So I
1: gotta explain the couderes. You gotta explain the yandres. That's we're, correct. We're venturing into enemy ter- territory. Okay, cool. So couderes are a specific love interest type uh, which refers to characters who tend to be more sort of like cold and calm on both exterior and usually the interior Uh, so they don't really display much emotion they don't really show much reaction to certain love or even like reaction cues Uh, and generally like you could even say they're like Emotionless, but the main part is they have their defenses up. There's like an ice cold wall surrounding their heart and their emotions, and they're not really giving up much. So, you know, you could say that they're like the ice queen or the ice king, Um, but you know, as we know, ice can melt. And of course, when you meet the right reaction in this case, it could be a love interest, it could be uh, even more straightforward than a love interest, and actually a lover they could be able to provide that warmth that warms your cold, cold heart so just to break down the word kudere dere means like it's like that sort of like it's it's the love type and then ku is like literally just borrowing the, the word cool it's like a, it's like a katana s a katakana equivalent in terms of sound not necessarily just based on meaning but you could also say someone's ku in japanese to refer to someone being
0: cold You can also, I think the very popular Japanese slang term is kakoi. And I think that has some sort of relationship with kudure as well in terms of not only description, but kind of maybe etymology. Yeah. So,
1: for example, you see someone that's really well-dressed. You say, wow, kakoi. And that's like, oh, that guy's super cool looking. So super stylish. Um, But generally, it's like when you use that in that kind of sense, it's like most of the time, like, kudures are very, like, all presented, they keep to themselves, but they also know how to take care of themselves. They don't necessarily interact with external characters beyond themselves. Um, but of course, it's never really like just the exterior, right? We're also looking at the interior of a character, too. And that's how we tend to vibe with couture is because we can slowly see their warm, like the, the warming of their hearts, and therefore the display of further emotions, especially when it comes towards, uh, you know, a love interest within
0: the series. So, in a nutshell, that's what a couture is. Now, another data type, so a love-struck love type, is yandere's. Yandere's are basically psychos. They are... Okay. Okay. Y'all
1: heard the song from Beyonce, Crazy in Love, right? (laughs) Oh, Jesus. This this is literally that, but you add in, like, scalpels, maybe a gun, or, like, a scythe, uh, and... We we gotta talk about the the, the yandere eyes as well, right? Like there's there's a definitely a little bit like off kilter, a little bit unhinged kind of appeal to these borderline or if not full blown psychopaths.
0: And as an anime trope, going a little bit back to kudarees, usually kudarees have light colored hair or blue colored hair to kind of emphasize the cool slash ice component of a uh, For yandere's, I would say pink is definitely the majority of kind of like quick indication that something ain't right about this character. I think sometimes purple is used as well, but mainly I would say if there was one color, it would be pink. So Yandere's, they express their love through overprotectiveness, violence, and brutality, and torture, or sometimes all three or any one of those varieties. Yep, yeah, and if anything was to come
1: in between themselves and their love— uh, then it's just a lot of destruction.
0: And uh, the usually, huh, Usually, these yandres have mental issues or are very deranged or they need help, basically. But they see it as their help is their love interest and they'll do whatever it takes to get their affection. So the yan part in yan, yandere comes from the verb yanderu, which is kind of like to be sick mentally. Or yamu, which is to be sick generally. So... That's the yan part, dere is the love-struck part, and that is, in a nutshell, what yandere and, what Will earlier said, what kudere is. Yeah, so
1: (laughs) yandere's, they don't always have to be mentally unstable, but for the most part, their actions would depict that there is some instability within themselves, whether mentally, emotionally, even sometimes physically as well. Um, Yandere's are hard to please, um, especially when it comes to looking at things beyond their love interests, and they're also the hardest to control. But doesn't mean that uh, there aren't some very, very well put together yanderes in some of the series that we've watched. Um, and so, you know, without further ado, uh, we're going to go into the top 10 lists of these two specific types starting with the Kudere's from Will's side. Yeah. So this one was a bit uh, interesting because if you had asked me maybe like three, four months ago, I probably wouldn't have been able to put together 10 or so because it wasn't like I wasn't interested in Kudere's. It's just they weren't necessarily a focus. But as I started watching more and more stuff, uh, particularly when it comes to Slice of Life or even some more on the romance side, started to see more and more characters of the Kudere variety. Um, Now, again... To stipulate, I didn't really put this all in order, but
0: you'll figure they they all belong in the top 10 for me. Furthermore, um, before I... Sorry, I have to interject. Your definition of kudere and yandere may be slightly different, or you might say, hey, Will, this is not technically a kudere, in my opinion, or Jason, the fuck does that mean? That's not a yandere. This is a yandere. And I, look, it's just subjective opinion at the end of the day. We understand that people are very passionate about their waifus or best girls, because we are as well. So let's just, just hear me out and you can, or he, and hear Will out and tell us how wrong we are later. We
1: are all different people. We
0: are all different personalities. If we were all the same, then the world would be boring
1: as shit, right? So my idea of coups won't necessarily be the same as Jason's, but that doesn't mean that Jason's right. I'm wrong. I'm right. Jason's wrong. Whatever. Maybe. Or be. there's
0: no commonality between
1: our definitions. There's gonna be. So. There's a
0: whole point in doing these as
1: a discussion topic, right? We can actually <clears throat> sit here and really talk about. Wait. So you think they're a coup? Why? Or actually, they don't really exhibit Yandere tra- traits. So why does that person make your list? Yada yada yada. And we'll explain them as we go. So starting off on my. Uh, Top 10 Kudere's list. Um, I also had a soft prediction that Jason would be able to guess around six, maybe seven of the characters I have in this list. Because I'm quite predictable. I'm not exactly going to be watching that many different series. And the ones that I'm covering, Jason absolutely knows about them. But I'll start off with a character
0: from Clanad. The... One prediction correct. I don't. I don't know the character because I never watched Clan yeah. Ad or Clan Ad. I knew you had that one. Uh,
1: and the character's name is uh, Tomoyo Sakagami. So she is one of the classmates of the main character from uh, Clan Ad, uh and actually acts as one of the potential love interests. Uh, if you play the visual novel, um, and they also touch upon it in the anime series, enough to the point where they actually made uh, an original video animation of it, No VA specifically for Tomoyo. <laughs> so Tomoyo is she, she used to be just like straight up destruction, beats a shit out of people, causes a lot of ruckus, mostly beating up boys, because she was just basically rough and tumble, didn't stand to bullshit, and you know, usually as grandma's kids, unfortunately it was always very easy to tease girls. But Tomoyo didn't stand up for that shit. She always, you know, stood up and always beat the fuck out of whoever was around her. Um, But, of course, she started to sort of relinquish the violent side of her and slowly be a little more calm, a little more quiet, a little more calculated. And so in the story of Clanad, she is a lot more reserved. She's definitely nowhere near as powerful, but she she definitely exhibits her strength in certain episodes. Um, She's definitely a little more cold-hearted. And, of course, it's... um, it's born out of like a pretty rough upbringing. She doesn't necessarily have the best of family backgrounds uh, and she's always in like you know trying to look for ways to uh protect people. Um now when it comes to her affiliation with the characters within the story, she is um she starts warming up. But the reason why she starts warming up is because of the fact that she she keeps wondering like what am, what am i doing why am I doing so many things to protect other people? Why can I not look at myself and protect myself? Uh, and she starts, you can also see that like, despite the fact that she has that cold exterior, she has a lot of passion for the people around her. She, she definitely wants, likes to protect people. She is focused on trying to like have that sense of justice, but that sense of justice is, is, is encompasses everyone else around her. And so she generally starts to become a little bit more, a little more kind a little more open to people but she's still very much reserved until you know she starts getting more and more uh, involved with kyo kyo being the um the the main character as part of this um visual novel slash anime roots um enough to the point where they actually go off and make a ova specifically following the relationship of these two characters uh, it's not a spoiler because they released that shit. You should know about that shit, too. Um, it's it's just cute to see her like slowly become more and more open and actually interact more with not just her siblings and her friends, but also with what seems to be a potential love interest uh, within the school that she goes to. And it's just cute that she was able to break out that tough exterior and show that
0: inside she does have a heart. Now, well, it's going to be hard to sort of describe maybe for both of us why a certain kudere or a certain yandere appeals to you but if you can why does because you we both might repeat the same thing for every single candidate or several what does she appeal to you oh she's tough as fuck dude she holds
1: herself well she protects her friends and, and at the same time right like what 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 we usually see when it comes to any kind of romance SOL, well or just just romance stories in general is that when you break up bo- we break open that tough exterior they're vulnerable or meek they need help tomoyo is not like that tomoyo because of the fact that again this is the world of clanad every character is kind of broken and she's no more broken than anyone else so it's a very realistic depiction of just because somebody lets down their guard doesn't necessarily change who they're who they are deep down inside. Yes, she still opens up and maybe shows more dis- more displays of affection, but Tomoyo is still Tomoyo. And that's why I like it it's it's and like I'm not just here to like go off and like say like oh women should be better represented blah, blah blah. Like I'm not that voice, but I do support of course equal rights and all that. But what I am saying here is that she's not that damsel in distress. She just needs someone to come and rescue her. Rather, she just wants somebody to be able to recognize Tomoyo for Tomoyo. And then that way she can freely love whoever she wants and still be able to show off that if you fuck with me, I will fuck you up.
0: So uh Clanad and Clanad After Story is a very, very uh highly I cried
1: a fuck time watching that shit.
0: Highly acclaimed uh series by Kyoto Animation for fall two thousand and seven for Clan Ad, and then I guess the sequel, Clan Ad After Story in fall two thousand and eight. It is based off of the visual novel of the same name by developer Key. Uh, one thing I will say is that Clan Ad and Clan After Story is infamously known as probably one of the most personally, emotionally impactful animes of all time. And Will has told me repeatedly how, no joke, it has changed the way he sees things in general, like in real life. Life in general, yeah. Like, And to say that is... Awesome, high praise, and I'm so scared. It's terrifying to think that there's
1: an anime, a, a show in general, that could be so life changing. Right. All right. On to the next one. Now, this one, I think you might have it, but if you don't, then I, I wouldn't, I, I wouldn't be surprised. But I would be, as you know, I'm gonna say it anyway. Yuki Nagato from the Melancholy of Haruhi Suzumiya.
0: To predict? Uh, no. Okay. Yeah, yeah. Yes.
1: That one's that wasn't hard, just because of the fact that. Just like how I watched Cladat recently, I also recently watched how he and Jason also knows about he's and knows about Yuki Nagato. Um, how spoilerish are we going in this? By the way, yeah.
0: So uh, I forgot to mention that we will try to be as spoiler-free as possible. But for example, when it comes to I should we should probably have put this earlier, but who cares? Sorry, yandere's right. Sometimes their reveal is supposed to be spoilery. And unfortunately, one and one or two of my choices are very much so. So I will try my best, and will as also to try to minimize spoilers. So I guess it's at your discretion. But also take note that other than the first season, I've not consumed the rest of it. So
1: yeah. So Yuki Nagato, uh, as revealed in the first season, is a rather unassuming and quiet uh, character. She's you know very very reserved does not talk that much. In fact, she may only give like two to three-word answers. But as the series develops, you start understanding more about her influence on the story, about the powers that she holds within her. I mean, the fact that the melancholy of Sus- Haruhi Suzumiya is a supernatural comedy-slash-drama. You can kind of figure that something happens to Yuki's character. Now, the thing with Yuki, though, is that she doesn't... <laughs> There's not really a lot of love interests. Rather, it's more affection for one another in terms of like being friends. In terms of being comrades, it may even be more than just being friends. But for the most part, Yuki, because of the fact that her upbringing is not the same as everyone else's, in fact, like she is from a whole different dimension, she's not even like the same kind of person as every other character there is. So her idea of emotion, her idea of human connection and building relationships, is very, very non-existent. But because the fact that she interacts with all the characters in the, the cast of the melancholy of she starts to pick up a couple things. She starts to not open herself up, but rather she learns that this is how you're supposed to display affection or display care. And she'll start exhibiting it as part of her normal emotional repertoire. And that's just one thing I like. It's very similar to why I like Tomoyo from Planet because she doesn't fundamentally change. Rather, she just shows that, oh, this is who I am. And I also have this side of me that isn't necessarily a depiction of who I am as a person, but it is a depiction of how I will show my love for you, my care for you, my affection for you. And yeah, I'd say like, again, it's not like ranked, but she definitely rates quite high in terms of uh, a personal favorite kudere.
0: I think uh, Yuki is a very uh, good kure I really like her as a character as well, even though I've not consumed the whole pantheon of the melancholy of Haruhi Suzumiya, which consists of technically two seasons and a movie, all done by Kyoto Animation. And uh, yeah, it's, Yuki is awesome. I consumed all of the first season, and I can already tell you she's awesome. She's great.
1: Moving on to number three. Again, not ranked, but they just happen to be the third on this list. Uh, We're going to go. How far back do we go? We're going to go back maybe, I think it was 10, 12 years. Do you remember when Code Geass released? Do you have that
0: on your list? Nope. Okay. How much of Code Geass had you watched? I will be very honest, I don't remember. Right. Other than I have consumed at least, if not most, all of it. Right. So the character that I'm talking about from Code Geass, does the name CC? L- listen, yeah. listen. Will. If you, if you need a pizza to be eaten, right? If you need a pizza... Even to- if you
1: haven't watched that much Code Geass, you know damn well what pizza means in the world of Code
0: Geass. Let me tell you, in the... World of Cokius. If there ever was a Pizza Hut equivalent, a good, sizable portion of revenue comes from this one person alone. End of story. Yep. Yeah. So essentially, uh, Cece uh, is just some
1: supernatural, crazy, stubborn woman. Um, she is actually the result of like a human test subject um, during the the whole uh, Britannian Empire arc. Of Kogias, not spoiler because they literally are the tyrannical um, t- army that rules over uh, the whole of what you would say white people Japan. It's uh, <laughs> it's a uh, it's a very touchy subject. I yeah I, that's why like when it comes to like war political shows, it, it's 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 really touch and go. Hey, eighty six just entered the chat, guys. Speaking of eighty six, <laughs> um, so she essentially. Uh, Provides the code Geass power to Lelouch, who's the main character of uh, the whole story. Now, while she doesn't necessarily show like affection or love for Lelouch, I think it's uh, like, noting that there is like a strong respect and recognition of the influence and ability of Lelouch. Like that's the thing with Lelouch's character; he's incredibly inspirational and also rubs people like the right way. Wait, yeah. isn't he wicked smart? He's he's smart. Yeah, like he's uh he's he's definitely you know, got a good noggin on him. Very very much one of those characters where he knows how to play to an advantage. And CC recognizes that CC It was it's like I'm very glad to be able to bestow this power upon you. Um, but at the same time, like she's incredibly reserved. Like she like okay. So t- t- tomorrow had like silverish gray hair that kind of sheens a little bit blue. Um, the other character, uh, Yuki, she has like, like lavender, the blueish purple, hair, yeah, lavender hair. Cece's uh, is different. Cece's is like a kind of like a, a mossy green, um, a little bit different from the other ones. But then you might even
0: say neon in a way. In a way.
1: Yeah. If, if you look at it a certain angle, it could be like quite neon. But again, very reserved. But what I like about her again is that like no need for damsel in distress. She is incredibly powerful. Yes, she is the result of a crazy human experiment, but at the same time, that just makes her who she is. She's, a, she's the result of a crazy tyrannical empire, and she knows that the power that she has within her is enough to be able to wipe out the last of humanity, but keeps herself composed and is able to show her affection in terms of appreciation, respect for, um, for Lelouch,
0: and that's why she makes the top 10 for me. Yeah, she is definitely a good character that I remember from Code yes. That's what I'll say. And she likes pizzas. That's it.
1: Yeah. Now, the fourth one, this one, I wonder if you do. You, you definitely know the property. I wonder if you wrote it down. Now, the property that I'm going to bring into question is Black Lagoon. Nope. Ooh. The character I'm talking about here, and this is a slightly controversial one because it's, a, it, it's an edge case. But I'm talking about Roberta Cisneros. So, the crazy all action, super powerful and amazingly gorgeous, made in the world of Black Lagoon, Roberta. So enough to basically have her own story arc
0: at the end too. I forgot about that. <sighs> oh. I mean, she is a very, very good. I would consider a Kudre one hundred percent. Yeah,
1: but in, in in sense, like when you see like her like character developed throughout the story you wonder is she really a kudere because of how violent she can be and the answer is yeah kudere are just because like yandere is displayed violence doesn't mean no one else can right kudere are they tend to be a little bit more mentally kept together but until they get thrown into a corner and he needs to be able to break out free or to save someone save something they will use any extreme like measures necessary and nothing goes further than what refer Roberta has to do to be able to protect her loved ones. But she's also like very cold. She doesn't you know, respond well to violence. She doesn't respond well to threats. If you threaten her, she will break your ass. If you put a gun to her head. Oh, look at that. That gun's now pointed at you. Where did your gun go? Ah, she's already taking you out. She is incredibly capable.
0: Like one of the most exciting characters in black lagoon and, God damn, she can hold herself together. So I did not obviously consume all of the anime adaptation of Black Lagoon. Uh, Wait, well, who did... Madhouse did Black Lagoon? Madhouse, yes. Yes. So it's a pretty old property. Uh, but I would say this. Roberta is a very, very good character. She is definitely a Kudre in my books as well. And she reminds me of the Terminator in that, like, she just keeps coming back. Yep. She just keeps coming back. Like, you fuck with things that I or people that I care about you better like bury me six feet under fill it with concrete and maybe hope that I don't come out
1: it's one of those things where it's like when you fight an evil villain and like you lazily like dismember them decapitate them put a stick through their head set their head on fire and you're still not sure if they're dead that's what Roberta is and she is by far my most favorite character in all of Black Lagoon Spoiler alert! She is already my favorite character in Black Lagoon. It's fucking oh my god! I love her story arc. It's so good. You are gonna love watching Roberta's Blood Trail when you get to that
0: stage. Oh, speaking of, um, if we could go back to your number ninth pick of Yuki, she is so popular of a character. She had her own spinoff series. Yeah. So, so
1: and and, and then again with Roberta as well, it's like the third season is literally named Roberta's Blood Trail. Like it's just, it, I know it's like a certain arc within the story, but like. The name that holds these, rather than being Black Lagoon 1, Black Lagoon 2, it's Black Lagoon Roberta's
0: Trail. And the other week we talked about supporting casts or memorable characters that outshine the main character. I would argue that if you get your own spinoff or your name is on the, you know, anime title. like Yeah,
1: like Tomoyo, like Yuki, like Roberta. Hey, these are some pretty, pretty popular characters. Some primo kudre. Ah, man. So far, like, you're, you're in agreements of, like, of, of what I've, I've said so far, right?
0: I can't say too much about the clan ad one, and CC, like, I don't remember too you much. You would have
1: to have rewatched Code right? Yeah, I and would you... have
0: to, honestly. But I, I can definitely envision someone would say that, so I'm not surprised as much as that's not what I would gravitate towards. Cool.
1: Well, I think that generally my level of coup appreciation not that far from what Jason would say. Uh, in terms of the next pick number five number uh, six numbers. Oh, 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 oh I, I'm not really going sorry, sorry, I'm, not, sorry. I'm not ranking them from ten to one I'm just like listing them out so number five uh, this one I, I know for a fact that Jason loves the shit out of those women as well uh, it's Shiki Yugi from Garden of Sinners Again, very similar to the Roberta character type in which she's incredibly destructive and can wipe you out in a second. Um, but very cold, very reserved. It Cold cold to the point where it's actually very uncomfortable how cold she is because she's very standoffish. And when you try and talk to her, you, you can't help but feel that when you talk to her that your life is either in danger or this is something that like you want to get yourself out of. No matter what um, it happens over the course of every single movie that we watch from the Garden of Sinners series, and again, it's just one of those characters where you know damn well that Ishi is going to fight tooth and nail over the things that she protects. Um, again, different from a yandere because yanderees will kill anyone and anything again the way of their love. No, this on the other hand is if they know that their love is in danger. Then they're going to pull this all stops and make sure that they can protect whoever it is that's about to get hurt. And it isn't always necessarily have to be a love interest. It could just be like a partner. It could just be a friend. It could be even like an acquaintance that you just don't want to see die. And if, you, if there's anybody that you would want to have like that has the most capable hands in this kind of field, I would pray. I would pay top dollar for a shiki.
0: I would as well. I think she is top waifu uh, top waifu material oh, slash hit. kudure material in my book, 100%. Uh, I think one of the most memorable experiences in the whole series of movies that we watched, actually not like next to each other, but we watched it like live, you know, over Discord. Uh, there is a buildup in the fifth movie, which is, hailed usually by many as the best movie of the series, and I agree with that statement uh when Shiki arrives, it's like this build up that's just like, yo, she's gonna fucking wreck shit. It's awesome
1: I honestly like okay, tomoyo best girl cc best girl, Yuki Nagato best girl, but Roberta. And Shiki. Waifu,
0: I I I very
1: much agree with that statement. The thing is, I would be terrified if I ever were to piss them off because holy fuck, those two are some of the most violent characters you have ever seen in anime history. Well, simple, just don't piss them off. That's man. exactly true, right? right? Like, right, happy life, happy wife, happy life, right? Exactly. <laughs> Do not piss off a kudere Waifu.
0: What's your next one?
1: Okay, I think we're now venturing into territory where like this is like the tier above where like, I adore these characters, waifu or best girl. Uh, now, the one I wanted to focus on first is a bit of an edge case. Um, do you have high score girl on your list? Nope. All right. Akira Ono is one of my picks for a top kudere, but it, I understand it is an edge case. The reason being, she's actually more of like a subtype of kudere, which is the cindere doesn't matter it still counts. yes it counts because right for her her character is, is is quite unique in the sense that she definitely suffers through a lot of emotional and emotional and mental trauma a lot of disabilities that hold her back to be able to interact with people socially like people she, she's definitely very popular she's pretty in her school she does well in school uh, a lot of people look at look up to her but she doesn't really talk. In fact, like, the whole series, she, she doesn't really say a single word. Um, it's not like k- Komi, um, but in a way, she does have social anxiety disorder. She well, has, not just
0: that. I think Komi actually speaks a little bit, yeah. but I would say Ono, right? Oh, Akita she, Ono. Uh, I would she, say Ono. She would make sounds. Yeah. That, that That's
1: really the extent of it, really. She would harumph a lot, and she would, like, whinge and gurgle a lot, and she uses a lot of sign language. And the reason being is because for her, like – I guess a lot of things in life for her are really cathartic, right? Like trying to make friends, trying to you know, make appearances, trying to show people that you're such an outstanding girl and people should look up to you. It gets really bo- rather boring for her. But her love interests, there's two love interests. One, which is the main character. And the second, which is the most important love interest, is Street Fighter. She absolutely fucking loves video games. and She does whatever she can to be able to break out of the doldrums of, of real life enter the world which she feels comfortable she doesn't have to talk to anybody but she can show that her heart belongs in this world and the fact that the other main character also loves playing Street Fighter hey double love for her um, now unlike the other characters she's not the one which is like super powerful and can protect but she she definitely like wait uh, uh, no not like physically powerful right okay, okay. Yeah, yeah, but yeah, yeah, you yeah. put a joystick in front of her there you go there you go right and you let her choose her main, which is Zangief. Grappler. Fuck. Ultimate grappler. Fucking, oh, man. It, it, she lives a very, very sort of the tragic story as well because of her very intense and strict upbringing. And all she wants to do is just live life as a young child who loves playing fighting games. And this is like during the fighting game, like the, the, the video game boom of the eighties and nineties, where like arcade cabinets started getting smaller. And then you could now get portable consoles. You can play at home. And so rather than putting in quarters or hundred yen coins to play, you know, street fighter, you can play street fighter at home. And it's just, it's just fun to see all the games they play, because these were the exact same games that I grew up playing as well. And so to see, like didn't live vicariously through this young girl Akira ono and just beating up everybody in local Street Fighter tournaments, it was just very heartwarming. It it,
0: it, it warmed the cockles of my heart. All right, that's good. Yeah, that's, that that's what kudere should do.
1: Yeah, now, I say Kudunderay because she does offer a little bit of like physical, like tantrum s, like pouting. Exactly, she does beat up her uh, her her love interest a couple times, but at the same time, like. You know just she she she's really like reserved, she's really cute. I did see online though that I also do want a big mention of um and this is like in no way for me to say anything, but there are a lot of people on like certain subreddits that say that she might be autistic, and I am going to go on record and say. Don't be so quick to throw people on the spectrum because it is a disservice to anybody who goes through any level of mental disability. Just because she has social anxiety disorder and she doesn't really talk to people, she has certain ways of reciprocating emotions and reactions, does not mean you can
0: immediately put her on the autism spectrum. So I will add to that slightly, which is—and this is really only applicable to someone who knows American Sign Language to a great degree, which is— I would argue that she doesn't, Ono doesn't know sign language, but she used gestures to convey her meaning. I know a lot of people will be like, oh, you're just being pedantic. But technically, there is a distinction between gestures versus actual, actual using of sign language. So the point that Will is trying to make is still valid and is accurate, which is she is very reserved, very quiet. And she tries basically to use some sort of, gesture to indicate what she is trying to feel or when she pouts yeah beats people up and does a pile driver
1: in real life yeah i'm just trying to warn people that we shouldn't be so quick to essentially put the autism label on something when it's something that we don't fully understand right what we do understand though is that akira ono is a very heartwarming character who just needs some love
0: i have to say though uh first of all these are very good picks but I forgot about just like how the After Dark one when I did your predictions for I forgot about JoJo and stuff like that. Like I made so amateurish mistakes, and I've already made several. So, yep. well, I think
1: you'll be able to guess the next four. I think I'm missing. Okay, there's one, two. Yeah, I got four left to go. So, the seventh one, uh, and this is something that you actually talked about uh, in last week's episode because you just finished up. Well, you're about to finish up. Um, you not know, you didn't tell me in the episode, but you told me like off sc- off uh, off mic, um, that you've been finishing up my little monster, and so of course you know how much I love my little monster, and how one of my favorite favorite best girls of all time is none other than Shizuku Mizutani. I'm very certain you have that on your list because mm-hmm. I wouldn't shut the fuck up about her. She's great, smart, very very pretty, kind of popular, but she like. Again, as most cuderays keeps reserved six to herself, because in any case, if there's anybody they need to protect and look after, it's themselves. And then all of a sudden, you know, you find that there's a boy that you're kind of interested in, but he's like the exact opposite of you. Um, but he's also smarter than you. Um, he's not a, he's he's a dairy he's a he's a baka dairy basically, uh, because he's incredibly incredibly baka. Fucking stupid boy. But yeah, we're going to focus on Mizutani because she is. I think for me, like, the reason why I like her a lot is because she just seems so, like, real. Like, I feel like. The whole point in a lot of sols, a lot of like these kind of romance dramas, is that you want to be able to create as real a depiction of characters as possible, and that it's not so hard for you to relate to them. And I'm not saying that I'm a kudere, nor am I saying that I'm any dairy type. If anything, I'm a fucking tsundere. Um, But uh, like when you see like the world through, uh, Tani's eyes and how she talks to her friends. Uh, did you say
0: shizutani
1: uh yes shizutani short for shizuku mizutani there you go <laughs> <laughs> the look at your eyes is like wait a minute did will just mispronounce someone's name <laughs> no, no no he just put he just put
0: the first name and last name together it's fine it's fine it's yeah. fine
1: it's fine yeah shizuku is like false
0: alarm boys
1: yeah i got it mizutani shizuku she uh, it, it's just warming to see this character grow it's just a fun journey to see this girl like go from like a like a, a, a book smart know-it-all robot yeah and like just basically like why do i need friends why do i need love All i have have my books i need to study and get good grades and then she meets someone who doesn't have any regard for studying it barely ever goes to school but for some reason is smarter than her and then she can see that like it's 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 when like if, if there was ever like a time to use the adage
0: opposites attract this is it very much so and i would add that uh Shizuku Mizutani, her practicality, her bluntness even, is very realistic in that I can see even myself exhibiting some of those tendencies. And her growth, even throughout the limited one Ker anime run, is is still very transformative. But I will say that the manga, Adds a lot more. I mean, like just looking at the cover page of like
1: the f- first volume of the manga, it's Mizutani holding like a ball and chain, and like the chain is around Haru's neck. It's like, yeah, that is totally coup control. She's using her coup powers to keep this Bakadera in check, but at the same time letting her letting him slowly warm up her heart. It's cute. And she doesn't break down. She doesn't change who she is either. But you can see that even if she tries to keep up that tough exterior, that people in the end are still vulnerable. People still have self-doubt, no matter how confident you are in oneself. And that's where like I like that real depiction. I like that this is who like Shizuku displays herself to be. She's not. There's, there's no bullshit. It's all real emotion, whether she likes it or not. Now, entering the top three. Now, I didn't say, of course, that it wasn't going to be a ranking. These are, personally, three of my most favorite characters of all time. I'm going to start off with uh,
0: the third best. I only wrote your number one pick prediction. So, yeah, let's see. Number three? Or the bronze? uh, Yeah. the, The
1: bronze place goes to one of my most favorite manga series of all time. Unfortunately... The, the, the best girl slash waifu in this case. Could have ranked higher, but some new debutantes have, have come in and taken the spotlights. I'm talking about uh, Toka. Toka Kirishima from Tokyo Ghoul. Oh,
0: I, I, I was thinking about that, but I cut that one for another one. I'll explain later.
1: I, I'm going to talk about Toka specifically from Tokyo Ghoul, not Tokyo Ghoul, Re. Hmm. Okay. Right. Yeah, okay. Mm-hmm. Right. Um, there is a bit of a spoiler to that, but I'll explain why I liked her in the first part because, bro, like, I've talked to you about how I like Roberta. Talked to you how I, I like Shiki from Garden of Sinners.
0: Toka's the same thing. Toka will absolutely fuck you up. Didn't you say that when I like Toka? You're like, oh, you basic bitch. I think you literally said that. to Yes. Me. Yes. But sometimes, you know. Basic meets
1: basic, and I have to agree. Sometimes back to basics, right? Yeah. Um, I. But if if you were to say like the best girl like, again, this is in the realms of Kudere's, too. If we're talking about like in the realms of like best girl overall, well, there's someone else that takes the place, and it's obviously not her either. It's not. She's. It's not even from Tokyo Ghoul. It's power, by the way. Power is the number
0: one girl. Fuck! Oh shit! Shit! <laughs> no, sorry, so sorry, sorry. Okay, okay. So, um, let's go. Let's let's rewind.
1: Toka is great. I like Toka a lot. And as much as I've said before, yes, you know, like, who are you supposed to like from the world of Tokyo Ghoul other than the main female character? And her name isn't Rize because Rize is the other main girl that you should like too, blah, blah, blah. But at the same time, it's like, but yeah, there's a reason why they're popular. It's because they are actually good characters. I I didn't quite like how she progressed in Re in Tokyo Ghoul Re, but we're only focusing on Tokyo Ghoul. Hard as nails, and is extremely loyal to those around her, particularly those that are related to the Antique Coffee Shop. Um I I just have to say that yeah, she is definitely broken on the inside, but that doesn't like she doesn't use tape to mask over her imperfections. I think she really she, she really recognizes who she is and what flaws she carries. The number one fact is that she's a ghoul living in the world where there are people trying to kill her, um, but at the same time she has to kill others to stay alive like it's just trying to balance that 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 rationality that 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 law of what is good and what is evil and just because she is technically on the evil side are her actions always going to be evil or is she can she do enough to put herself on the good side um and then yeah she uh, she falls in love
0: but it's really cute the way she falls in love i and, li- yeah. i like her character development even throughout re i think Less so with re obviously you you know exactly what I'm talking. I about I know exactly with what you're talking about. But hey, um, she's an awesome character within a property that has plenty of awesome characters. Let's yep. just say.
1: Yep. Now on to number two, and I have a feeling you have the, her as number one, and I would agree that to an extent she would be. Um, everybody here knows how much I love domestic girlfriend, and how that was knows, my number one, and everyone knows. That, uh, man, any in, in other day it could have been her, but in this instance, unfortunately, uh, Rui Tachibana is my number two waifu. She is a waifu, she, she's of legal age, so. That's why she's not best girl. She's waifu. Um, why do I like her a lot? I, I can't really say much, man. Like, it's just it's just personal preference, man. The, the cute blue hair, the shy exterior, but also, like, the cold interior when she, like, decides that, like, oh, just because I had sex with you doesn't mean we're in love. You don't talk to me. Don't act like you know who I am. And all of a sudden, they show up at the same family reunion. It's like, hey, don't be weird about this, okay? Just because we're related now, by not by blood, but through marriage, like, like through, through, through step marriage. Hey, like, just be who you are, but then she slowly warms up, and it's really, really cute. And it's like, oh, I really want to see more of this really touchy better relationship. But because it's called domestic girlfriend, it's a whole conflict of, uh, of, of pseudo pseudo like, uh, God, it's 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 a mess. It's a love it, octagon or yeah. whatever you want to call it.
0: That- Tet- tetrahedron, decahedron. Yeah, it's
1: it's it's a it's a step and says kind of thing. I mean, hey, don't at me, right? I didn't write this shit, but I also love this shit. Um, if you're gonna be angry about anybody, just be angry yourself for not appreciating what domestic girlfriend's all about. Shit, Jason and I watched the first episode. It was fucking fantastic. And was, guess
0: and guess what? I actually really like Yui Tachibana just from one episode alone. So, yeah. you know, like and blue hair, right? Blue hair <laughs> she,
1: she matches the 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 defective description of what a kudere is. It,
0: like. Is she uh, hot? Yeah, check. Yeah. Um, can she cook? Oh, fuck, yeah, she can cook. Oh, does it clearly show that she is cold on the outside? But maybe if you break through that exterior, she's warm and fuzzy as fuck. I can even tell that from one episode alone. I'm smiling just even talking about Rui. And it's
1: it sucks that she's only number two and number one. But, yo, number two is a very, very high place to be in this world of best girl – waifus especially in the kudere landscape but there has to be only one and i realize you might not have uh put this one down because it's it's hard I, i i can't look beyond my most favorite anime of all time and not talk about my best girl of all time and it has to be akashi from tatami galaxy I, I mean, bro, like, you've saw you've seen the wallpaper on my phone, right? Like, you've seen the wallpaper on my fucking, like, like look, it's Akashi over here, right? It's Akashi over there. She's everywhere. I fucking love this girl. I was even dropping hints the whole day as I uses like, Akashi. And she's like, oh, yeah, yeah. Like, oh, damn it. I forgot about her. <laughs> but I, yeah, I did forget about her, so. Yeah, but, I mean, like, again, it's, like, there's so much to pick from that, like, it would be hard to even get. Like, you got six, right? You got six of them. You got, uh, you got Klanet, You got I got uh, I got five actually. You got Klanet, uh Haruki, Garden Sinners, uh, Tokyo Ghoul. I did not get Tokyo Ghoul. Oh you, got, oh, you got Domestic Girlfriend, My Little Monster. So you didn't get Code Geass. You didn't get Black Lagoon, High Score Girl, uh, Totami Galaxy. Okay, well, hey, no, fifty percent. That's fucking impressive. I doubt I even got any more on yours because. The Yandere part I felt was gonna be a bit harder to see if there's much uh correlation between our lists. But Akashi is just a wonderful woman. She's just great. Like if I had to waifu any of these characters, it would be Akashi. Because there's just something so enigmatic about her. You just don't really know what goes on her mind. Like, does she like you? Does she not like you? Is she just there to tell you that you exist in her reality and that's it? And, like, you're nothing more than just someone who walks around like an NPC, like a side character? Or do you actually get to gravitate towards being someone that can sit by her at the lunch table? Or maybe join her at her after school club? Or go for walks along the lake? It's it's You just don't know. It's it slowly, like, but surely, you get to see that the, the character grow alongside you. I mean, like, the fact that you'd say, I say I, it's because of the fact that the main character is called Watashi, which is I. So you can place yourself in that main character's shoes and enjoy that journey walking side by side with Akashi. It's, it's a really beautiful story. Um, and I think that the story is further accentuated by just this, this wonderfully composed character that is akashi you know very well drawn sp- very well spoken um definitely fawning over her right now like i'm sorry rui as much as i loved eloping with you i gotta have to go back to my real first love and that would be akashi from my favorite anime of all time to galaxy and that is Will's top 10. This was hard, by Koudou the way. list. This is hard. I mean, like, I love every one of these characters. And they're all, like, they are all deserving of where they need to be in the top 10. But if it had to be a number one, bro,
0: like, it was pretty hard to fight between Akashi and Rui Tachibana. All right. So uh, I'll go over the order in which Will said the yeah. pick. the first seven, not necessarily in any particular order, but the last three, like those, would be like the top three of my Kudere, uh best girl waifus. So, um, in order of appearance, I guess, or in order of mention, yeah. Clan Ad and Clanad After Stories, Tomoyo Sakagami, The Melancholy of Harumi Suzumia's Yuki Nagato, Code Geass's C.C., Black Lagoon's Roberta, Garden of Sinners Shiki Ryugi. High Score Girl, Akira Ono. My Little Monster, Shizuku Mizutani. Who she will, we will call Shizutani from now on. I guess we have to I'll now. Call her, I'll call her that. Sure, no problem. Tokyo Ghoul, Toka, Kirishima. Domestic Girlfriend, Rui Tachibana. And number one queen of Will's top ten kudereis is Akashi from the Tatami Galaxy.
1: Just to quickly run over as well, I do have some picks for male kuderais. Uh, if we ever do a list, but I'm just going to quickly mention them uh, Seki K from Disastrous Life of Seki K, Jin from Samurai Champloo. Shine Nozen from 86, uh, Jotaro Kujo from Jojo's Bizarre Adventure, and of course, my favorite male, husband- my favorite kuder husband of all time, Hatsuharu Soma from Fruits Basket.
0: Okay, so now my cross reference list so i obviously did not get half of what will but you got you got Ed, so you got the, you got tomoyo you got
1: haruhi Suzumiya, so you got yuki nagato you also got uh garden of sinners shiki Yugi. you got uh domestic girlfriends ruta chibana and that's it and you also got Shizutani's uh, from my little monster oh yes so you got those five so, so Who were the other five you had then?
0: So I originally also so had... I also did
1: have like seven other names on here, but they were not in
0: my top 10. So okay. I want to see if you got those. So other than the ten, uh, the five that you mentioned just now, Fruits Baskets, uh, Saki, Hanajima was on my list. Do you know who else
1: was on the two? Machi Kurugi as well. The the, the the girl at the very end. She was also very close. But yeah, Saki would have been my number one from Fruits Basket.
0: Violet Evergarden from Violet Evergarden. Yeah. <laughs> I, uh, it was tough to miss her out, but I, I, I saw her for other things other than being a Kudurei. Riza Hawkeye from Full Metal Alchemist or uh, Full Metal Alchemist Brotherhood? Yeah, she's cool. I could have a dinner with her. Satsuki K- K- Kiriyun from Kill la Kill? Fuck. I cannot I, her pronounce her name correctly. Satsuki-
1: Kiriyun. K- 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 that is a hard one. Kiriyun. I think
0: yes, yeah, okay. Kiryun. Uh, yeah, good well. character though. Good character. And then uh, I thought you would pick Rinshima from Yuru Camp. I had her um, on the cusp of the top ten list. So even though I only got half of them, you of weren't, your top you weren't 10, that far off. From I will not that ones. far off, right?
1: Uh, I mean, the other people I had on here was uh, Kyoka Izumi from Bingo Straight Dogs. I had like, I had um, uh, Anumu uh, Anuma Naderu from Wonder Egg. And then, of course, you know, the, the, the other two that I would have had in any other instance would be Vivi from Vivi's Florent Eye Song and Saber from Facing
0: Night. But they, there just wasn't enough space to put them on the list. So I'm going to let you in on a little secret, Will. I created my own top ten, not ranked Kudurais. Only one is the same with your top ten. Oh, really? Garden of Sinners. Ricky's, okay, Shiki she, she Yuki. Everything else it's completely different. It's completely different. That, that's
1: the, that's the thing, right? Like that's why these lists are incredibly subjective. Like, but the main objective thing is that we all have an appreciation for certain dairy derat- types, no matter what shape, color, size, creed, form. It's it, it's it's a huge world when it comes to cuderays, and I am kind of scared to see how matched our thoughts on Yanderés are. I actually don't really have much of a list. I just you know see what I like and then go
0: from there, but um we can look over your yonder list after we catch a break yeah um before we get into our break though will is there anything you sort of want to add to what i said about the kudere's or your choices or your picks or
1: well i'll tell you this five of these kudere's would not have been on the list if you had asked me six months ago i wouldn't have watched high score girl i wouldn't have watched Garden of I wouldn't have watched Melancholy of Housa's Media, My Little Monster, Clan Ad, like, bro, like, a lot of these things would not have been there had I started diversifying my tastes in anime and manga, right? Like, I didn't watch any Kyoto Animation stuff, and now two of my best girls are from Kyoto Animation properties. Yeah, so... With, 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 um, with
0: Violet Evergarden
1: being a close, like, 11th or 12th.
0: Yeah, I was surprised. But, hey, that's why these lists are subjective so no one is right no one is wrong it's all oh, yeah, about
1: rinshima as well Rinshima, literally like, yeah we i watched know her last week i yeah. know
0: uh so yeah uh it's all about love and appreciation for in this case female characters in anime and manga and in this case will has just listed his top 10 kudres after the break we will get into my top 10 yandere catch you all later later
1: Welcome back, everyone, to the second half of today's After Dark episode. This is episode 7 of the After Dark series. Hope everyone has uh, calmed down and uh, rested their cool, cool hearts because we're going to go into a lustful rampage when I'm talking about the second half, which covers Jason's top 10 yanderes. As always, this is Will,
0: and we got the new yandere master, Jason. How are you doing, man? I'm doing all right. I need to... Uh prep myself maybe sharpen my knives because I'm about to go knee-deep into my top 10 Yandere picks. But before I do that, there is one property that I need to give honorable mention and three characters that I need to uh, eliminate from the get-go. So I'll start with the honorable mention, which actually is not an anime or a manga, but a video game. Doki Doki Literature Club. Oh my god. (laughs) (laughs) That didn't make the list. Damn. Okay. So uh, I'll just mention that because I think any- mention anything more is spoilerific. So if you haven't played the game, check it out. It's, it's on, awesome. It's on Steam, I think. I think it's also free.
1: Yes. They did end up adding on like uh, pay elements to it, but to enrich the story, I think there was like a few other things they add into it. But
0: yeah, dude, it's a it's, a, it's an amazing game. It's an amazing game. I it's, the reason why it's an honorable mention is because it is not an anime or a manga. Yeah. But if that wasn't my own personal stipulation or restriction, it would be on the top 10 list 100%. Yeah, it wasn't on my list either, but I was just like, man, like if
1: it wasn't yours, I would not be surprised at all. Also, it's
0: very spoilerific, right? So, exactly. So I didn't want to cross that line. Right. So that's the honorable mention. So, Who are the ones that did make the cut? So when I were to create my list, there were three characters, three female characters in particular, that I was just like, you're all dead to me. Uh, Tokyo Ghoul-Ri, Toru, uh, Mitsuki, Mutsuki, or... I think it's Mutsuki. Fuck, I, I, I got this wrong the first time around, and now I'm getting it wrong again. But you know why I don't remember this person's name? Because she's dead to me. I don't give a fuck about her.
1: Yeah, she was one of the more infuriating characters from Tokyo Ghoul, but...
0: Um... Hey, a a yeah. good yandere, but not, like, my favorite at all. The other one that I feel like I need to kind of say is um, Misa Amane from Death Note. I don't give a fuck about her either. I mean, she's okay as a character within the Death Note franchise. She did her job, so to speak, her role. Not necessarily a like, a hardcore
1: yandere more than she's, like, a hardcore fanatic cultist, right? Like I know there in, in this sense there isn't that much difference but I feel the same. I feel that Misa's an overplayed, overhyped character and honestly there's much more to Death Note than just Misa's character.
0: But probably the most well arguably the most well-known yandere of all time stems from an anime series Mirai Niki, known as Future Diary and the pink-haired person that I'm talking about is Yuno Gasai.
1: Now, whenever you type in Yandere on like a GIF search on your phone, or you're just looking up certain characters of that of that archetype, you know damn well that that will pop up with her machete and her lustful, like deep dark eyes staring like under her her fluorescent pink hair. But I agree, there's definitely a lot more depth to some of the other characters out there that fall under the Yandere tree, uh, and I definitely want to hear uh, who made the cut. For your top ten now, I know you said you got them ranked, but not necessarily like hard ranked. Like they're more like they're, they're some of them are this tier, some are that tier, and then you'll have like a de facto number one or maybe number three. Like t- yeah, top three.
0: So I have uh, a personal favorite and a queen, if you will. Yandere queen. Fuck. Okay. Right. So, uh, but um, Unogasa, Misa, and Toru are in a tier of their own called "She's Dead to Me" tier because when I was gonna do the Yandere list, I was like, these three people are gonna be as far fuck away from my list as much as possible so there is only two pink-haired people in my top 10 yandere list which i will start with my number 10 or first to talk about it is from a tw- a spring 2020 uh, anime that's the first season the second season is actually airing right now it is produced by Cry Games Picture, based on the Japanese role-playing game of the same name developed by Cry Games. It is Eri- Eriko Kurasai from Princess Connect Redive. Now... Yep. Couldn't have guessed that one because I haven't watched either first or second season. So Eriko is what you would define as, in my mind, the classic definition of a yandere, the interaction with the main male Main character was, male main character kind of bumped into her coincidentally and kind of helped her. And she interpreted this as a declaration of love. Furthermore, if you are a yandere and you work at a hospital, brah, brah. Yeah. Oh, when you walk around with an axe that you drag, which you clearly have the strength to lift, but you're just going to drag it just because and you also have like a little snickering like cus and you say that all the time that's a yandere right there
1: yeah i haven't watched this show but like those are definitely the archetypes of what make a yandere um that's a pretty terrifying character
0: and in a very weird way it's kind of funny cuz like her... but, but
1: the overall vibe of Princess Connect in the series itself, like what what is it? is it is it a comedy drama? Is it like a slice of life, or is it just like not really a specific genre? It's just a lot of different things, and like you appreciate characters more than
0: the theme. To my knowledge, the game itself is a gotcha game, so take okay, that as yeah, you will. Right. But at least in the anime, there is like drama, romance, kind of. It's your typical isekai kind of show. It's like a mixed bag of stuff, as you would expect with a video game series. So, this character, I would say, is probably the most memorable one of the entire series for me. Just mainly because her interactions with the main male character is kind of funny. So, and she is just yandere through and through. Yeah, it so- sounds about right. It sounds like what a yandere would
1: sound like. Oh, and she has horns. That part, I... Don't know if it falls under Yandere, but we'll, we'll we'll see. It's 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 worthy of being on that list. So That's number ten.
0: All right, number nine is a series that has announced a sixth season. The fifth season obviously finished airing, and they announced the sixth season afterwards. There's multiple movies and so forth. It is based on the manga of the same name by Kohei. Horikoshi. Not bad. Produced by Bones. Yep. My Hero, Hero Academia. Academia. Which character? It's the the blood girl, right? Yeah. Yeah. Himiko Toga. Yep. So, I put her on the list because she is, obviously she's very yandere. And it's not really spoilery because the moment she shows up, you're like, bro, she's got some mad issues. And her love is so twisted. But... She is also very crafty, because normally, right? And this is very broadly speaking. It's a very generic way of describing, right? Like, when you're a yandere, you just go guns blazing, like destroy everything in sight, like a straight line, like a
1: beeline. It's 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 usually whenever you see the cold, calculative yandere's, that's like, those are the scary motherfuckers.
0: But Toga is more crafty. Yeah, she manipulates. She deceives people just to get a bit of that blood, bro. Yeah. And that's kind of messed up because her power is kind of governed by the use of blood. And then just that, that thought, like, if you're afraid of needles, like, I think you are, Will. Yep. I'm not afraid of needles. I used to donate blood all the time. But there's no doubt that blood, hematology, and all that stuff is, like, people have fear of it. I totally get it. So... She is definitely very evil, very Andre, and number nine on that list.
1: I like her a lot, too, though, from the from the Mahir Academia franchise. Um, I certainly hope it
0: gets better. I haven't watched season five yet, but season four was a bit of a letdown. I think I mentioned this before, but I think the second half of season four was not great. Like, really not great. So I don't know what season five will be like. The
1: ratings on my enemy list aren't too good so i think it's high sevens compared to like the usual low to mid eights it gets
0: yeah so we'll see how that goes i don't know if we will finish all of season five or parts of it or any of it but you know she she's a really toga is a really good yandere
1: yeah definitely like another one of those if you care more about supporting characters and not like much the main character toga's one of them you should like her a lot She's fucking awesome.
0: And I think in terms of cosplaying and in terms of within my hero academia, she's basically the yandere to speak of or the only one really. And despite being like incredibly
1: violent, she's also like mentally like well put together. So she's like not just going around and hacking people apart. Like she actually takes time to consider her moves. She knows what she's doing. That's the
0: terrifying thing about a yandere. And she does it. So, yep. The number pick. I'm actually going through this rather quickly, but I think the later entries There's would... going to be more time for you to like sit down and like, explain why they're like top three or S tier for you. This is based off of a visual novel of the same name by Zero Seventh Expansion. There are f- multiple seasons all done by different studios. I think either season five or season six just ended. It is is that at least the first season is done by none other than Studio Dean Higurashi when they cry, Rena
1: Ryugu. Oh, that was not okay. I did
0: have I did have Higurashi now, oh, on there, right? But I think what you're thinking of, I actually considered as well. Shion. Yeah, but due to certain reasons that I think you would know, or at least I'll tell you later. Yeah, I picked. Rena first mainly because of several things but the thing is it's the same franchise right like there's a lot to pick from from that franchise psycho though. girls everywhere I mean I don't think there is a non psycho girl that you can choose from
1: and no pink hair either no
0: she is no um, pink hair. Like, she's even, orange hair even right even she on this green hair yeah yeah
1: but it's, it, it's just the fact that if everybody's psycho you don't need to have pink hair to show that you are so everybody else is fucking crazy
0: so why Rena in my mind is horrific and psychotic yandere is because a she is labels herself as the childhood friend the cute childhood friend that believe it or not loves to dumpster dive so you're thinking like oh it's just this innocent aloof girl and she does have that very innocent persona until shit hits the fan and you realize how fucked up she is and uh The other thing I like about Rena a lot is that I can say a lot about her without really spoiling too much, but she is not actually that one-dimensional of being two-faced. There's actually a little bit more that is implied, and as you read on in the manga or play the visual novel or watch the anime, which I've only done the manga, I have not watched the anime, but I heard many good things about the Studio Dean one, despite the fact it's done by gap's favorite animation studio studio dean uh not sarcastic at all she is quite scary I. I what else is there to say well I mean,
1: to be fair a lot of the other characters are also terrifying too like rika yeah of course they're all scary bro it's oh man like the thing is right it doesn't look fantastic but in terms of like studio dean stuff i will have to say that Hikarashi
0: is one of the best if you were to give me a bunch of red bean buns, I would need to think twice.
1: I will also have to say that like as far as EDs go, Higurashi's ED is up there for me in terms of favorite EDs, along with the ED for Black
0: Lagoon. I see. Uh, I actually don't know the ED for Higurashi because I've never watched it. It's not even so much the music. It's just what you see. Like, if you do watch it, you'll you'll understand what mean Because you've seen the EDs for
1: Black Lagoon, right? Yeah. It gives that vibe. I see. Yeah. It's very dark and empty, and it just helps to basically nurture that psychotic environment that all the characters live in in the world of Higurashi. So, honestly, any pick from it would have been great. So, I respect the, the Rena pick. I don't think it would have been bad if you picked
0: anyone else, to be fair. Like, I do he, think, though— Sorry, sorry.
1: Like, the Sheon Mion twins, anyone would have be been fine. Rena's fine. Rika's fine. They're all, like— Everything is, like, ugh. Like, the whole world is fucking crazy. Like, please, please play the game. It's free on Steam. and Or just watch it.
0: I also think that Rena, in terms of her weapon of choice— Oh quite unique yes and i think that deserves extra mention because i looked at that and i was like yeah that looks that that is a weapon and if you were to come at me with that that's pretty fucked up and it's not your typical design too which i love so man. man that was only number eight too shit okay i can't wait to see who else you have
1: on your top seven
0: number seven is based on the manga of the same name by lin okamoto Will and I only watched one episode of the series, but it was enough for me to base my decision on this based off of other snippets that I saw on YouTube. The manga is completed with 12 volumes. Uh, The manga adaptation is done by Dark Horse Comics, and the anime premiered in summer 2004 by ARMS. Is it Lucy? Lucy in Elfin lead. Yeah, I had that on my list as well.
1: But like you said, one episode was enough, man. How about ten minutes? Yeah, fucking, God, that was such a horrific ten minutes. And the fact that this is like done with the grittiness of like mid two thousands animation quality as well, where like if you saw blood on screen, it was like horrifyingly real. It was gross. Just see the level completely
0: of uncensored. All for your viewing pleasure. And the crazy thing is, I even took a scan of like the first like
1: volume just to see how it compares. Dude, the anime is way more violent. <laughs> it's way more ridiculous.
0: It's so scary. And when you realize sort of Lucy's demeanor, I guess, uh, later on in the anime, it's just you realize this person can do so much harm. Everyone. And if you were sitting next to this person, you'll be like, please don't kill me. Please don't kill me. Please don't kill me. I know you might like me, but please don't kill me. Please don't or please don't kill everyone else. How about that?
1: And you are gonna kill everyone else, don't do it in front of me. But you know she will. it's it's such a terrible dude, like that ten minutes was incredibly unsettling. I mean, like I'm always down for like edgy violent shit, but when it gets to the point where
0: like it's gory, it it was a very tough ten minutes. Like I've seen a lot of violence and gore in live-action movies and stuff, and Elf Lead I wouldn't say is the most violent or the most no, gory, not at all. But when I watched those first ten minutes, I was like, "It's the context, man. It's yep. a, it's the first thing you see. Yep, and I was like, straight up, yep, that's fucked up." I can tolerate, I can stomach it, but I know some people definitely can't. Like they would op- leave the room. You
1: open up the first minute, oh, there's a naked girl coming up because they were doing a human experiment. Ah, I wonder where this is going to go. And then it's exactly how it's not going <laughs> to yeah, go. It's, exact- it's exactly how you think it yeah. will go. Oh my God. Good pick. I had that on my list. I was pretty sure that, like, like, I was of the same mind. It's like, you don't need to watch that much of Elfin Leeds to know what the fuck is going on. And... Lucy is a wonderful gender pick because Bro, she's fucking terrifying. She
0: would be higher on the list, but I did not consume enough for me to sort of say. And I actually semi worry that when I if I do consume either the manga or the anime, I will be like, Yeah, she's really scary, but she's not a very good character. That's what I worry. But based the off of two one dimensional, right? Exactly. So but she will fuck shit. Oh,
1: yeah, the initial shock factor, definitely up there. So, hey, great pick for number seven.
0: Uh, My number six pick is based off of the manga of the same name by Megane Mio- Mihoshi, produced in 2017 by EMT Squared. There's no English manga adaptation to my knowledge. It is Renai Balkan, Love Tyrant, and the character in question is Akane Hiyama. Will doesn't really know that much about this character. I've seen her name on a lot of
1: lists, but I haven't watched Love Tyrant, so I can't say much about it. But I'm sure that you've got plenty to say about why she ranks as a top as a, as a top six for you.
0: So she actually is a character that is not necessarily your straight yandere with like any disregard for like, you know, just human society and the way things work. She is A high school student who, you know, on the surface seems Mrs. Popular and Mrs. Idol within the school. However, it turns out that she belongs to a clan of assassins that can basically hide and reveal swords out of fucking thin air. Okay. Then you find out that she actually really loves the male MC, and then she also really loves the male MC. And to make matters even worse, if you know the the plot line of Love Tyrant, it's basically about another character who is an angel trying to figure out what love is. So they have a kiss note, which is basically the kissing version of Death Note, and Akane, the male main character, and Guru, I think, or Guri, which is the angel they are in this weird quasi relationship trying to figure things out and uh akane's presence is the most memorable thing about that show and is the best thing about that show
1: the thing with like i mean as we talk about these yandere's right it's basically it's like you think you know yandere's until you realize you actually don't know enough about yandere's because there's always another level beyond the hysteria and it's like Psycho- like, like, psychopath powers mm-hmm. that they display. Like, I mean, like, we we talked about Yuno, know, and they, unfortunately, you they didn't make the list, but like, you can see, like, you know what Yuno know can do yes, if you exactly. consumed the property through and it through. It gets crazier and crazier and crazier. And that's like, that's literally the progression of a Yandere.
0: But the reason why I like Akane so much is in a very weird way, she is the most, one of the more believable Yandere's that in real life I can be like, Yeah, given the circumstances, yeah, if we were together forever, because obviously you're stuck with her for life, she ain't a bad choice. Also, furthermore, within the anime, you see some progression that she doesn't just harm slash kill for the love and affection of the male main MC, but she is also willing to sacrifice, which is something that is not really... Typical of yandere's in terms of self-sacrifice in order for your love interest to maybe live a good life. So you're foregoing your own love in order for, you know, the male main character to live on. And I think as a yandere, that's quite rare in general.
1: Now, how is the show Love Tyrant itself?
0: It's a seven. It's a solid seven. I would say, though, other than Akane... It's very generic, very generic. But Akane really does pull through in terms of,
1: like, it's enough as a, of a character to be like, you know what, like, forget that it's a seven. Just enjoy the show.
0: I enjoyed the show mainly because of her, and I finished the One Curse season. Yeah, but you still got to be critical about the show too, right? Like, you absolutely, look, you
1: have to look at it as objectively as possible and. Sometimes a character doesn't save everything, but it definitely does enhance the enjoyment of a, of a show.
0: Now, maybe on the manga side, because I don't know because I didn't read it, it might be more intricate um, if there was a second season, which, why would you? Um, <laughs> I mean, I, let's be frank. Other than that one season, I don't think that there would be hmm. season two onwards, right? But it's good. Akane is very good. Now we're entering into uh,
1: some... some... Deep Dark Territory. I think this is their, their fourth, number four now?
0: Number five. Number five. Now you're in that top five now. Of all the yanderes on my list, this one is the most perverted. And it is in an anime all about being perverted or being pure. It is an anime that is based off of the light novel, series of the same name oh my god i'm not going to be able to uh recite this okay but it's written by hirotaka atagi and illustrated by eto shimozuki the anime premiered in 2015 produced by jc staff summer of 2015 i am not going to pronounce this full name but it's basically shimoneta it's a long ass name it's a long ass name will can you shimoneta a boring world where the concept of dirty jokes doesn't exist and the person
1: in question. Do you want the Japanese version as well? <laughs> yeah, please go ahead. Shimoneta told you, Gainenga Sonzai Shinai Taikutsu no Sekai.
0: Right. The character. Or Shimoseka is officially abbreviated. I'm just going to call it Shimoneta, though. Yes. Yeah. Um, the woman in question is Ana Nishiko Mia. And um, she is hella perverted, bro. She's also hella yandere, bro. She is the president of the student council in a world where anything perverted, anything lewd is like off limits illegal. Okay. Uh, Anna's parents are kind of advocates of this kind of censorship of everything perverted. And they are like this politician that is advocating even like all these bans headbands and collars that people have to wear that when they detect something even remotely perverted, you get locked up. I mean, the the, the tags
1: for Shimonetsa on Wikipedia is um, dystopian
0: sex comedy. And guess what? It is a dystopian sex comedy. But what is not comedic is how Anna can fuck shit up and how perverted she is. I can't even... I can't go into spoilers. If you want to YouTube snippets of it be my guess because or just watch the whole damn thing. or watch the whole damn thing because it's really entertaining in general but anna is just some of the words that she uses or at least based on the subtitles i'm like wow i um wow yeah not gonna lie
1: i had i had anna on my list prediction but i gotta admit, i haven't watched shimita i just know a lot about it and i it's a disservice to myself and the community that like, I haven't watched Shimonetta yet. So I, I definitely will catch up on it at some point.
0: I will spoil just a little bit, which is she bakes cookies for the student council. And yeah, then I know about this This uh one of the characters asked, oh, what what did you put in it? It tastes amazing. And she said, love. And then everyone was a little confused. And then she elaborated on that. And uh I'll leave you to it, guys. All right, you can find out the answer to that question.
1: Shimane's not so boring world. <laughs> Go check that shit out, right? So that was number 5. And Shimane itself is a pretty uh, pretty good place to look for some weird psychopaths. So, I can't imagine what you have for 4 or 5 four or 3 2 and 1.
0: When your world is crafted by or no, sorry. When your world is filled with fucked up degenerates and no one is a good person. How can you find happiness, Will? It's just Durara, right? No. <laughs> it's um, based off of a manga of the same name by Tomiyaki Kagisora. The English manga is produced I'm oh, sorry, published by Yen Press. There's ten volumes, I have all ten. And uh, the anime was produced in 2018 by Ezoa. Happy Sugar Life. Uh, the character in question is Sato Matsuzaka. This is one of, I think, the two pink-haired people on my yeah, list. Yeah, actually, everyone else so far that didn't have pink hair. No, Lucy, hair. I think, has pink hair. Lucy, yes, yes has pink so hair. So yep. those are the two pink-haired people on my list with Happy Sugar Life my God So all of these, they're kind of like, yo, that's fucked up. this this girl's crazy mad about this person and's gonna kill people. But when it's somewhat grounded in reality, it's kind of unsettling because when you see the progression of not only this character, Sato, but all the characters, and you're just like, none of these people are redeemable. Like, all of this is fucked up. Does a lot of things happen? Yes and no. Does Elfin leads Lucy fucks a lot of people shit up? Absolutely. In Happy Sugar Life, it's anything but happy, and sh- and sugar.
1: It's sugar free, and so therefore life sucks.
0: <laughs> yeah, and furthermore, the the main character. It's a
1: it's a set artificial sweetener life exactly it really <laughs> is.
0: Um, what, what what was the uh, artificial sugar that we uh, that you use in? Oh, shit. Splendor Splenda. Splenda yeah. It's no, basically both at the same time. it's basically Splenda. So there's only one character, one character in all of Happy Sugar Life that I would say is even remotely close to being good slash pure, and unfortunately for her, everyone revolves around her. And she is so innocent and cute, which is the love interest for Sato and a lot of people, that Sato and a lot of people are willing to do some really, really, really fucked up shit. And no one is happy. Everyone is miserable. But one thing that I cannot deny is that she's a really good Yandere and one of my favorites. Despite the fact that I don't think the anime is that great, I think the manga is better. So... Yeah, well, anything to say about
1: that? No, no. I mean, I, I keep saying it, but it seems that the standard of yandere just goes up exponentially. So I fear that three, then two, and I'm not sure if I'm going to be able to handle number one.
0: I, Oh, yeah. We'll, we'll get there. Don't worry. Yeah. So when you eat a lot of sugar, you get fat. You might say you might have tendencies to binge eat a lot, but this person— is not fat or obese whatsoever, but has a huge appetite. Tokyo Ghoul and Tokyo Ghoul Re's Rize Kamishiro, based off of the manga of the same name by Soyoshida, produced uh in published in English by Viz Media and Studio Piero made the anime adaptation. There's Root A as well, but let's not let's not let's don't worry about it. Just the manga's great. Rize though, she's great. I don't think actually she has that much, I guess, presence in terms of like her showing up, but her influence to uh, Ken, Ken, basically, and just savagery or all the things you hear about Rize, like, you know, after the fact or like her reputation and stuff. It's just mad scary, bro. Anytime she's mentioned within the ghoul sphere, she evokes nothing but total destruction. Yeah, just think about it. Ghouls in this world of Tokyo Ghoul are like monsters that eat humans and are scary to the general public. But even within the ghoul community, Rize, known as the binge eater scares the living shit out of everyone
1: to the point where like she alone is so powerful that she can evict every single ghoul out of a ward and if anyone were to step on her land like she would know so no one dares does do that shit because she's not above killing other ghouls fuck she's a binge eater she'll do whatever she takes to be able to eat and enjoy
0: her own life she gives no fucks other than liking novels but yes like she gives very little fucks about anyone's life other than her own yeah
1: so th- that's the thing like, as far as daring types go when we say dairy don't necessarily have to have a love interest rather they can just display the characteristics and personality types of that type. and they, to be to be fair
0: reason does have a love interest yes it's I- herself and there's also another person tangentially. Yeah. But when we say Dere's, your love struck, your lovey-dovey, but we never said who is it towards. Yeah. Of course, the 99% of it is towards a, a character. But in this case, it's hard to argue that there is anyone actually that she would put as her equivalent in terms of love and affection and just hierarchy in general. Rather than she – like at most – she may
1: respect you and that's like in her way a form of displaying love
0: look if Rize were to respect me normal mortal human being I'll be like did I just win the lotto what the fuck just nah, happened your you're puppy chow your food I'm
1: food I'm food we're all food yeah Rize is terrifying but also extremely gorgeous <laughs> And she... Is also voiced by
0: Kanahana, so... In many cases, would normally be... The perfect woman. The top ten, top one, top two, but in this case, it has to be top three. But... Jesus. Nothing but love for Rize. Rize is fucking a powerful... Also, she has purple hair. Can Can we just talk about that? Let's just talk about the purple hair. Very good character.
1: I absolutely fucking love her. And like I said, yeah, her presence is, like, not always there, but it's missed. When she's not on the screen or on the page, you're like... I wanna see more Rize. And, and you never really hope or like is she's gonna be alive, is she gonna be dead, is she gonna be like hungry, is she gonna be full, like or happy or sad. No, she's just you just wanna know if she's going to
0: grace the presence of, of you. She is she just gonna show up and talk to you? And even when she's not there, people still talk about her or her actions or her attitude has an impact on whatever is taking place at that moment in time when she's not even there. Yeah.
1: Human, ghoul, dead or living, everyone speaks the name of Rize with caution. Cause she is a terrifying monster, but goddamn, she is she gorgeous. And All they right. couldn't have paid a better voice actress to do her voice as well.
0: That's the scary part. I always picture Kanahana being this cute, bubbly person, and she is but her Rize portrayal is one of the few things that i would say the anime adaptation did flawlessly is your
1: second or first choice a character that's also voiced by kanahana what is it i was gonna say naruko from Monogatari.
0: nope ah okay so my she's not even on here um <clears throat> my second which actually i labeled as my personal favorite is based off of the light novel series of the same name by Kugane Maruyama. Season 1, two, 3 is available now. Season 4 and a movie has already been announced. They're all produced by Studio Madhouse. The anime property is called Overlord. Damn, she's fine. And Albedo Al- is... Fine as fuck, but holy shit. <laughs> waifu, 100% waifu up there like forget about yandere kudere you know dandere tsundere she is just up there period on my personal list i even wrote her as my personal favorite like she's up there like you get a angel kind of demon an angel of death essentially yeah. yes who is also supposedly super smart super capable can run an organ an evil organization quote unquote and reigns supreme over everyone except Momogan. Gone. Gone. I can never pronounce it well. i uru, uru but sh- we'll just call him Momo. Yeah, Momo. And Momogan. And just think about her love for him, which is she wants to have his babies, which is already like under list of yandere priorities, is probably high up there. Okay. And then, if I were to ever meet her, I'll be like, but yeah, but he's a lich. Like, he's he's not flesh and bones, bro. But at that point, I would not even mention that question because I don't want to get fucked up. Because she wrecks fools, bro.
1: It's also just so poetic that, like, in this realm of the world, she's a succubus. She's an all- powerful not just physically and in terms of like exuding like dominance over the physical world but like yo know, she, she got some tendencies that need to be filled and unfortunately mwonga well you know fortunate like fortunate for him unfortunately I mean, for everyone else everybody wants to be wife that 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 powerful woman up but it seems that like she only has eyes for Momonga, which makes sense because Momonga is the most powerful person there is. And like, if you need to satiate to her, her, her lust and desire, like, bro, like, you, you should leave. Otherwise, like, she,
0: will destroy, she will fuck you up. So I'm going to spoil the first five minutes of the first episode of season one, which is the male main character about to do, like, spend his last, literally last minutes on this online game that he's been a part of. And the server shut down. So he was just going to be like, yeah, I'm just going to chill before the server shut down and just call it a night. And then she looks, he looks at the bio, the character bio for Albedo, and on the bottom it says, straight up, she's a bitch. And he's like, that's not cool. So I'll tell you what. She loves me. Cool. Just call it a day. Oh, boy. Oh, boy. Uh
1: Challenging the own fate to your own destiny, he got his wishes.
0: Yeah, he, he, and more, fair, more than he bargained for. If really. there
1: is a yandere you want on your side, it it has to be Albedo, hundred percent. Right, and
0: you know she can take care of you, like real, like real, like real talk, bro. No, she will take
1: care of anything. Like there are so many scenes where you just stand there and you are like. I I have no idea how she has the restraint to not just obliterate everyone in front of her. But, like, thank fuck she doesn't need to because, Jesus, I don't want to see that much violence.
0: And she has kind of a rational mind such that if she were ordered to stand down, she'll be like, well, I'm really sorry. Yes, of course. But, like, behind the scenes, she'll be like, I'll fucking murder you. But, of course, anything. She's
1: basically Lucy from Elton Leap over the brain. Yeah. And, like, a strong lust for the main character. Yeah. A, very, a very strong lust.
0: And a mystical creature of sorts. Goddamn, I love Albedo. Yep. I need to watch season two. And three. And four when it comes out. And read the manga. And read the manga spin-offs. And watch the movie. Well, the movie is not out yet. What? I mean, unless you were talking about the compilation movies, but, you know. Yeah. yeah. Just anything Albedo, I'll take it. So,
1: that, that's the thing. Okay, so you, you, you've been coming with the heavy hitters, right? You had Shimineta, You had Tokyo Ghoul. <clears pool, throat> you had this right now with Overlord like, like and also Happy Sugar Life too like
0: wait, wait who the fuck is number one so I can see you stressing out a bit I actually am like I'm being put on the spot still I have this entry in front of me and I'm still hesitant to say it but obviously I'm going to oh my god it's not Mikasa from AOT is it Nope. Okay, good. (laughs) It is based off of the visual novel of the same name developed by Overflow. It's an anime that premiered in summer 2007, produced by TNK. The reason – and I'm going to mention this property and everything till the end because, well, you'll understand when I elaborate on it. Earlier when I talked about Happy Sugar Life – I think when it comes to, obviously, anime and manga f- being fictional you know, media and properties, sometimes it could be based off of reality, but obviously it's fictional. The more realistic it is, it is hella, hella scary. Furthermore, when I were to tell you that School Days is an anime that you should consider when it comes to Yandere's, you will probably look at me and be like, the fuck you're talking about boy?
1: Yeah, you're not I'm not the only one. I mean, Cook would say the same, CW would say the same thing, Whether there's baseman say the same thing. Anime, everyone would be like, I can't believe this this crazy son of bitch just brought up school days. Why the fuck are you talking about school days?
0: But I'm sure there's perfect reasoning for this. School days. I don't even wanna talk about the character in question. Or the characters in question. You need to watch it. Because if you really want to reassess your whole conception of the possibilities of what a yandere can do. Forget about reality breaking. Forget about mystical creatures. Let's get to the essence of what a yandere is. Which is to kill and torture And brutalize people for the love and affection of your love interest. And sometimes, by the way, which we have failed to mention up till now, the love interest doesn't have to be alive. Wait. (laughs) (laughs) That is
1: true. Every single one that we've talked about was either like a physical embodiment of themselves or actually a physical living being. So... This,
0: this is why Yandere's need to be treated with caution, guys and girls. This anime slash visual novel takes place in a typical high school and is a romance. Oh, surprise, surprise. Oh, there's a love triangle. Surprise, surprise. I did not understand why everyone not wanted to mention school days ever. It is the only anime on my entire My Anime List catalog. Other than other than Grave of the Fireflies, except Grave of the Fireflies, I don't even put on there because I don't... Even though it is a 10 out of 10, I don't want to talk about it with other people. But School Days is on there and it's the only anime that I've completed that I have not rated. The... I don't know how to say it without spoiling stuff, but you need to watch it.
1: To really see the state of shock that Jason's in. It's just like mouth open because i'm I'm
0: thinking about what takes place and what happens over the anime and i'm just still like ugh. and this is a guy that watches medical videos of surgeons doing their surgery and work with amputees because i study prosthetics and stuff like that i don't care about needles or blood or anything i watched a lot of gory shit and I mean, you've played Dead Space, right? I beat all three of them. You know that one scene with the drill, right? Yeah. Yeah, okay. You know what I did? I first successfully avoided that scenario. And then you replayed it to Then replayed it, it to, <laughs> fail, it to <laughs> fail it to see, and bro, woo! But let me tell you, that actually, that scene, I'll take that any day over school days. What, really? A hundred percent shit now i want to watch school days properly now here's what's going to happen which is if you were to hear this me talk about it for this long and be like yeah sure i'll check it out i'll prove jason wrong let me tell you this process because i went through the exact same thing okay well, how many stages are there so first of all someone would tell you in this case me about school days and yandres and you're just like Phew. i mean and then you look at my anime list and it's like a 5.42 or whatever and you're just like The fuck is this? It's a state of denial. Oh, it's it's, it's only like 12 episodes. Yeah, sure. Why not? Why the fuck not? Yeah, sure. I, I have like six hours to kill. Go from denial to curiosity. And then you watch like the first, you know, however many episodes. And you're like, this is bullshit. This is so boring. This is terrible. And by the way, you're absolutely right. But hey, and then you keep watching. It's like, I don't know what the fuck everyone is talking about. And then it happens. And then you're like, no, bro, no. And then it happens again, and then you're like, no, no, no. Okay, so no. And then it goes to a logical conclusion, and you're just like, I need to find another human being or a puppy and hug it before like, I think about anything else. Or maybe I'll donate some money to a charitable organization. I need to feel better. That was my process. And therefore, it is when it comes to yandere's. this is my number one pick. My personal favorite, despite the fact I absolutely loathe and hate school days.
1: That must have been very tough for you. Super tough. I mean, to be fair, the first nine were quite like, yo, makes absolute sense. School days, that's a tough pill to
0: swallow. Look, if can any of those other characters mess up the people in school days? 100%, not even a question in my mind. But I would argue some of these people would sit down and watch school days and be like, Bro, that's messed up. Something's wrong with you, man. Bro, like, I got mystical powers, but bro, like, man.
1: Albedo and Rize be like, you need help, man. Like, you seriously need to see someone. Forget about Rize being called the binge eater. She'll turn bulimic after watching School Days. Uh, I miss, yeah. Imagine rewatch and reread some of Tokyo Ghoul again. But, yo, that's a very good top ten list. Um, I, I would say that most of mine, like, kind of match up. Uh, some of them, like, because of the fact that I haven't really watched a lot of Shimoneta, I haven't watched enough of um, uh, Happy Sugar Life. Um, that I know that they would be on the list, but I personally wouldn't have put them on my own list. I had people say, for example, like um, I had uh, Yukako from uh, Judges of Bizarre Adventure uh, on there. Um, you will see her later on in Part 4. She has the uh, the wet hair. hair the wet there hair, you yeah. go. Yeah, I know what that is. Yep. Um, yeah, I think, uh, I also had, um, well, I had, uh, Nadeko, uh, from, uh, Sengoku from, from, uh, from Monogatari, um, just because, like... It's spoilery, though. It's it's spoilery, um, so I won't go that much into it, but, um... Great character. And
0: it's Kanahana, again. So, there is another overlord character that actually would have not overtaken Albedo as my personal favorite, but would still be be on the list of the top 10 but revealing this person's name and character is actually quite spoiler but i know who you're talking about i think that character in question is done pretty well very messed up and this person's progression is very messed up
1: yeah suffice to say um i think we did pretty well in terms of our respective top 10 lists i wouldn't say there's any like disagreements or any shocks um I would say that, um, oh, of course, um yeah, the fact that you didn't have anyone from Kogiaas was definitely something I was like, hmm. but again, i I, I like Kogiaas. you don't really remember much from Kogiaas, therefore it makes sense that like you wouldn't have anyone on
0: there on that list. I mean, that one character, technically, yes, she does start a war, yeah, but like,
1: I'm happy to spoil Kogiaas because people would have watched it by now.
0: No, no no you get, they need to watch the the movies, right? That's that's the No.
1: <laughs> no. The retcon way too much. The yandere we're talking
0: about here, she doesn't do half the shit in the movies. So, no, keep that shit there. So that is our top 10 kuudere's from Will's side and a little bit of my input and my top 10 yandere's from my side and Will's input and opinions as well i'm wondering
1: like if there was going to be an all-out battle between your yandere's and my kudere's how many of my kudere's would still be alive toka would be alive l- l- let me check real quick shiki would be alive roberta would
0: definitely be alive yeah i mean y- okay so um uh high score girl sorry my so, little yeah, monster, it, sorry. Yeah. Domestic girlfriend, sorry. Tatami Galaxy, mm, sorry. CC is like maybe depending. She's got the
1: powers to, to manipulate, but if you were to get her to a physical fight, she would be destroyed. Unfortunately, should be like what toppings uh, are there? You can't kill. You can't kill Akashi, man. She's she's metaphorical. <laughs> Just, no, but you're right. No, I don't think she'd be able to last much uh, in a fight. Um,
0: so I we don't know. Will and I don't know if like going forward we would do multiple top ten waifu slash best girl lists. And if we were to do so, we don't know if we got to be creative with it, right? right we yeah. want. I'm guessing the way that we're gonna go about it going forward is have certain themes to restrict our list, rather than having free reign. And maybe maybe at like season twenty or season fifty nine or sixty nine. You know what I mean? Then we will have the definitive list. Top but, ten feet in anime. Bro, don't do that. <laughs> I can just tell you already. Num- I can already tell you uh bronze is everyone else. Uh silver is it's Akebi's uh, left foot, and then A- <laughs> so Akold Akeb- is Rubby's right foot. <laughs> yep. Uh from Akebi Sailor Uniform. And then first place is miru tights. There's just no question in my mind.
1: Bro, yeah, yeah, oh guys. no, sorry.
0: A Salt Lily Bouquet would be number three. Oh, yeah. There you go. That would be on
1: there, too. Yeah. There you go. Please watch, a okay, Um But, yeah, that was our top ten lists uh, for Couteres and Yanderes. Um, I had a lot of fun doing this. This was fun. I mean, like, for sure, like, I was wondering if I was able to do this because Couteres weren't exactly an area that I was well-versed in. But considering the stuff that I've been reading and watching lately, I felt a lot more comfortable doing
0: it. I had a lot more options to choose from. But I was also surprised at some of the entries that I ended up putting as my final top 10. So when I saw School Days on my completed list, I was like, oh, yeah. yeah. Oh, yeah. Fuck. Yeah.
1: Yeah. I was looking up my own complete list as well. And that's how I came up with uh, my top 10. So, look, again, it's all subjective. We all have our dislikes and likes. We all have our waifus and
0: miss girls. Sometimes we, we, we don't have any of them. And we're all here to have fun and uh, appreciate the love of anime and manga. I'd say, yeah, my kudere list, your anime list, they're pretty good. If they were to actually go to a fight, my kudere would totally die. By the way, uh, I'm kind of putting you on the spot, but do you actually want to know what happens at the end of school days? I'm not going to say it here, but off air. I'll, I'll watch it. Okay. All right. So- You can always reach us through our email, gapallet at gmail.com. That's G-A-P-A-L-E-T-T-E at gmail.com, all lowercase, all one word. You can also contact us on Twitter using the handle at palletgood. That's capital P and capital G, all one word. And we have a Facebook page at www.facebook.com slash palletgood, capital P, capital G, all one word. You can tell us whether or not our coup choices are correct or our yandere choices are correct or even better yet, tell us what restrictions slash themes we should go if we were to do a second go around of this rose rumble yeah let us know but your top 10 wish list would be we also have a website encourage you to check it out you can visit our website at www.goodanimepallet.com all lowercase all one word you can join us on discord we have a mail club uh it's all in the show description if you do not want to access from the show description you just email us we'll give it to you no problem music credits for this episode Our intro music is Comfortable Right Here by Eolot. Our break music is Be Right There by Omie. And our outro music is Future Vise by Kyo. Our music was provided courtesy of EpidemicSound.com. If you're interested in using Epidemic Sound as a service, we will have a referral link for you that is provided in the show description. I think, honestly,
1: like my top 10 yandere's and your top 10 yandere's Probably weren't that different, but our top 10 kudere's, you said that out of the 10 I listed, that only one was like in your top 10. Not like your predictions 10, but like your own like top 10 kudere's, and that was Shiki Rugi from Garden of Sinners, right? That's correct. Yeah. I'm actually interested to hear maybe a few others that you had and see um, if I've watched them. Because um, that was the issue. Again, it, it just came down to what shows we have watched.
0: Uh, hold on only three are shows that you have not consumed at all right one you have consumed but you're not finished and that person has not shown up yet the rest i have either mentioned already to you or it's pretty obvious so i know a couple of them then you know more than half of them cool and if i were to tell you all of them you'll be like oh yeah i can kind of see that even though i don't know or didn't watch this property. Yeah, I can kind of see that. Yeah, okay, okay, okay.
1: Got it. Okay, well, again, it's uh, definitely an open world when it comes to your your love types. Whether it's Kus, suns, dan's, or if it's Yans, I don't know why you
0: would love a Yandere. I like Yandere. Hey, listen, listen. Albedo. Okay, All right. If she was, if I had to choose, like honestly, like realistically speaking, as like a hypothetical waifu, she is a very good choice. Who would you waifu, Rize or Albedo? 100% Albedo. Right. Because the problem, if we have to go through it, like actually go through it, Rize is kind of out of control. You get, you She's get into, out of control. If yeah, you
1: get into an argument with Rize, it's over.
0: Yeah. Yeah, you're dead. But Albedo will be like, oh, I'm really sorry. I'm. I'll shut up now. I promise I won't kill you next time. No, she won't even kill me, but she'll be like just let me go out back for a bit and then she destroys a motherfucking world then comes back in through the kitchen door and being like yeah hey do you want some brownies i'll be like yeah it's awesome i'm gonna yeah. go make an apple pie right now oh yeah, sure. sweet oh i love you albedo yeah it's great <laughs> here let me sharpen your axe just because we need to chop wood oh yeah no problem it's, yeah it's all good it's not for my head yeah. what a
1: fun list so yeah um since jason already mentioned let us know if you want have, you, you want us to go over any top ten lists, or even just talk about a specific topic in anime or manga for an After Dark. Um, we're always open uh, in terms of suggestions, even though we have a very very clustered list of topics to go over. Um,
0: but yeah. Happy Valentine's Day. I mean, if we could go like a little bit off topic into personal life, I think I told you, Will, I have never spent a Valentine's Day with a love, like with uh, with. significant other for some reason. It's either we broke up before Valentine's Day or we got together after Valentine's Day.
1: Yeah, before it was Christmas
0: for me. Yeah, no comment on my current relationship status. Yeah, no, 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 no comment on my current relationship status. But I can tell you Albedo's not there. My current status is watching anime and reading manga. And... I will do so as well and we will get back to you on the next iteration of the good anime palette podcast
1: So go check out our top 10 lists all the characters from those shows and hey drop us a note who's your favorites and uh, you can fight me if you don't agree that Akashi's the best girl of all
0: time okay okay uh last thing honestly one property for coup de that you chose that you want them to ch- want listeners to check out right now oh shit um
1: okay you're a camp. <laughs> Because it's fluffy. Okay. What about for me? For you? Well, it's, it's a check out for you. Mm-hmm. Well, I mean, have you finished Haruhi Suzumiya?
0: Good point. Let's yeah. <laughs> go. That, that's a that's a great pick for right.
1: me. All right. oh, would you like to venture down the world of Planet After Story? <laughs> no hell no, bro. <laughs> Fuck that shit. You guys can do that. So we're gonna catch you. Oh wait, next wait. Episode. What about
0: me, man? What about me?
1: Oh, I mean like you were gonna suggest a Yandere show to me?
0: Uh, I would say Shimonetta. Yeah, I guess you need, it's, to, watch, it's a fun, need it, to watch that it's one. It's a fun time. Right. Uh but for the wider audience. Don't don't watch don't I mean watch you school could days. you could watch school days, but just, just watch Overlord. Just don't just don't come back to me crying. Overlord's a really good one. Overlord's awesome. Yeah. So check that one out. Okay.
1: Actually so, that's it. Check Overlord out. Period. Gone. Easy. Okay. Well, you guys go ahead and check out the anime we just suggested, and we will catch you in the next episode.